Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, big things happening in Port Charles this week. Jason slapped, Franco stabbed, and Carly is about to find herself in a trunk full of trouble. We're going to break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report Writer and After Buzz TV, breaking down all the shenanigans that are happening in Port Charles. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. I know you folks are already in there chatting away. Continue to do so. Yes, let's give them all a shout out right now. Going from the bottom from the top to the bottom, Joe Costanzo, Du Lamont, Stuart Pierce, Kelly Public Cover. Let me see. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Uh, Tam Smith, WTR Swoops. I think that's how you pronounce it. Rena Sheen, Dolores Leach, um, Susan Russo, who told us about uh, Nancy Lee Grimes' penthouse party a couple weeks ago. She said mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. And War Hero 99, and Annie going Chelsea Brown. Thank you guys for joining us in the chat room for the GH Report. Very nice. I uh, yeah, we need to get one of those invites. Voice. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the GH Report. Uh, before, it was a big week uh, with a little bit of nonsense sprinkled in. But before we break it down in particular, Carla, what did you think of this week? Ooh, I was so glad that that whole Franco mess was was came to an end. But I kind of love how they played it out. Mm. I love how they played it out. But this is the thing that made me laugh, though. So, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when we get to that. You want me to just go into it? Go for it. Okay. So what made me <clears throat> laugh was once Franco gets out of Ferncliff, right, and then he's he's got the stab wound in his stomach, he makes it to Elizabeth's house. Now, first of all, I'm trying to figure out how he made it to Elizabeth's house so quick. Yeah, you kind of almost want. I wish I saw a map to see. Like, I'm just like, how, how far is Ferncliff from Port Charles? Because that was actually kind of funny to me. Yeah, and she went from being all pissy with Franco and ready to take off her rings to the minute he fl- he fell through the front door, she was like, "Oh, Franco!" I'm like, "Oh, y'all, come on now, come on." That was actually kind of funny to me. It was comical to me, but wasn't comical was the way that the pl- the plan that they that uh, um. I want to call the girl by her real name, Brianna, and I know this is not Brianna plays Jordan. So Jordan, I love the fact that Jordan's plan with Franco actually worked, but she ain't even awake to see it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying. And do we know that the plan really worked because she's out and nobody knows about the plan but her and Franco? So, that's right. So there's that. But he did leave a message on her phone, so somebody can get a hold of her phone. See, we don't know if Ryan got her phone or not. That's the problem. But we see at the end of the week that uh, Nina has it with Curtis. So they see the phone like, hey, she's got a voicemail from somebody named Urgent. Do you know what this is? Cool. So somebody's got time to listen to that message. Cool. So, and then the other thing that kind of wore me out was the constant back and forth the last couple of weeks of them trying to figure out if Franco was lying or not. 
Like, why has he for all these weeks been like, I'm not guilty, I didn't do it, I can never, I can never, I can never. But I love the fact that Ava's kind of like, something about this don't sit right. And finally, Lulu came around and was like, something about this don't sit right. But the thing that actually made me laugh is when Ava turned turned to, sorry, my hands are freezing. When Ava Ava turned to um, Ryan and said, have I, (laughs) when she goes, have I been trusting my daughter's killer all this time? Yes, diva, you have. <laughs> and you about to marry him, and you've been sucking his face, too. So there's yeah. that. I'm just saying. <laughs> there, real quick, I will just jump to the the end for, for a second. Because the promos at the beginning of the week were this week on uh, uh, General Hospital. Don't And it ends with, like, don't miss the last five minutes and, on Friday. And then, well, but then they had that thing on Thursday where I tuned in, and it was like, I'm like, didn't I see this already? <laughs> I didn't know that that was going to happen. I was like, I thought I was losing my mind. Did you do that? Yeah, it's because uh, yeah. the last the last five minutes, it's uh, and it starts off a little bit before with Ava and Carly in the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, and she's leaving. She gets in the elevator and takes off downstairs to go meet Kevin mm-hmm. slash Ryan to mm-hmm. head off and and go get married at mm-hmm. Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the episode, which is just a couple minutes later, Carly beats. Ava, Ava to, to the Ryan's garage. car. <laughs> like, how does how what how, how did Carly know where she was going? Baby, when he pulls that trunk down and Carly is standing behind him, I'm like, oh, Carly, girl, you have done it now. He about to take you out. Yeah, I, there's it, no way he's gonna let. There's no way he's gonna talk you off the ledge this time. You are out of there. It's uh, so well, yeah. I, that's that scene made the pacing of that scene and how people are getting to each location. Like, how does she beat <laughs> Ava to that? <laughs> Like that seems impossible to me because she because clearly because Frank uh, 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 Mac you. and Felicia are right there too and they're having a moment with Carly while Ava is cruising down that elevator. <laughs> I agree with you. So like, that was it's just like Franco yeah. leaving Ferncliff. It's the same situation. I was like, um, what is happening right now? I don't understand. It was cool to see Franco get away and have a bit and have a piece of information. I'm glad they didn't drag that out though because they could have dragged that out for a whole another two weeks. I'm just saying. Yeah. What I thought was a little bit of cheese was <laughs> when Franco gets his cell phone out and calls Jordan, and then they go into a slow mo as he says, "Like, uh, you know, the ca- the killer is really, right. yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Okay, no, we got it." Okay. And then, but I knew as soon as he got to Elizabeth, I knew he would never say the words. Brian is posing as Kevin. He would never say that. All he would say is the killer's Ryan Chamberlain, and sure enough, that's all he said. So it gives perfect enough time for Elizabeth to say. And she's like, he's dead. What are you talking about? Right. The important detail is Kevin is really Ryan. That's the detail. But you won't say that a little bit. Oh, (laughs) my. Come on. I mean, I know it's going to get revealed soon enough. But I'm like, say the most important. You're stabbed. Say the most important piece of information right there. Don't beat around the bush. Don't try to like, oh, I got to lead up to it. No. I would. If I was me, that was the only thing I'd be saying. (laughs) Kevin's really Ryan. Kevin's really Ryan. Mm-mm. So uh, to get back earlier, as we're talking about mm-hmm. Franco and this whole stuff, let's start with the uh, the Invader streaming live interview with Franco. That th- that was so corny. <laughs> it was first of all, somebody I think somebody in the chat room said this a couple of weeks ago when we were doing the show. Is Lulu the only reporter in Port Charles? Now how's she gonna be the person that's attacked? allegedly by Franco, right? Yeah. Uh, Franco allegedly killed her. Then you're going to go up in the, the prison and in... Child, please. I was like, y'all y'all have lost me on this one. And I just want to know, in terms of the streaming, you're, you're streaming it on the Invaders website. 
So how? But they seem to have a lot of like commercial breaks. <laughs> right. And they right? were so fast. Like we stream here all the time. We don't have no commercial breaks. Yeah. Like I'm like, what is going? I'm like, okay, somebody clearly doesn't know what live streaming is over at ABC because. I'm just saying that was corny. That was corny down. And I was just like, what is happening right now? And then I love the fact that every once in a while, people would catch uh, Ryan smiling or finding glee in all of this. And I love how when they were watching this live stream in, um, what is uh, Julian's bar's name? Oh, Charlie's. Charlie's. When they were sitting in Charlie's watching the live stream and Julian kept trying to get Ava to not watch it, and Kevin was like, no, no, she needs to see this. <laughs> I was like, no, she don't. She don't need to see that. It it also is like, so Charlie's got me to get, he's got his TV set up to stream the web, because I'm thinking, like, often do I go into bars and they're playing something that's streaming live on the web? More often you're just playing something from television. Cable, various cable networks, very rarely have I ever been in any kind of establishment that is like, yeah, I'm streaming this live on the web. Like, what? All right, sure. We'll and that, I but... love how everybody was streaming it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love how everybody just dropped what they were doing to stream it. But you, I, I will tell you that I was watching Julian like a hawk with that remote mm-hmm. to see when he was muting it and mm-hmm. when he wasn't. Because mm-hmm. I was like, is he really? And sure enough, at times I thought, I, was like, I caught him. Like, nope. But they showed it slyly in the background, him turning things off and off. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I caught that too with the remote because I'm like. What's he doing with this remote? I'm like, what's happening with him in this remote? And I would mention <laughs> if I was somebody that was not Ava and I was just another uh, uh, patron at Charlie's, I'd be like, hey, dude, do you mind keeping this on? Why do you keep muting it and stopping it? I mean, I'm trying to watch this too. Yeah, that was kind of, it was kind of disturbing. And then <laughs> what was also disturbing <laughs> was Scotty try- telling her, you shouldn't be marrying Kevin. You're running into this too soon. And I was just like, since when did you become the person for relationship advice? There was a uh, there were a lot of things yeah. like that going on, and I was just like, and then there was the moment that happened not too long ago with uh, uh, what's the child's name? Nina's daughter. Oh, Sasha. Sasha. There was a moment with Sasha where she looked like she was going to fess up for a second, and then she kind of did. I'm just like, okay, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, I feel like there was like time, like a couple months ago, where uh, uh, Scotty and Ava had a scene where they're talking about Kevin, mm-hmm. and Ava said, "Like you know, you, you had your chance, Scott." And I, I mean, I, yeah, she did say that. Yeah. I remember her saying that. I'm like, really? You wanted to hook up with Scott Baldwin? I don't. I didn't see that coming. Neither did I. Because I mean, you always saw like there was a, certainly a friendship there, but it always but not like that. I always felt like Ava was like pumping the brakes in terms of Scotty. Yeah, she was. She likes the bad boys. Scotty's not a bad boy. Scotty is. Scotty is a bad boy wannabe. <laughs> not a bad boy. Do you boy, think though. when all this goes south and everything happens, do you think that this is an opportunity for Scotty and Ava to get together? Oh hell no! Because I don't really don't see who else Ava no, could get together. But with. he probably he one of two things is going to happen when this Ryan thing has its resolution. She's either going to fall into Scotty's arms for support. Because there's nobody left in Port Charles for her to get support from in terms of men. She's either going to fall into his arms for support or that's going to be the beginning of them getting her off of the show. I hope that's not the case. Because hopefully it's not either because I love watching Mara West on on GH. But I just can't see how they're going to create anything else for her at this point. No, that's true. I mean, where you saying kind of feel like, wow, what else do we do with this character at this point? Yeah, I mean, they could all. She's a brilliant actress, so I'm sure they could find something. But it, in my opinion, it wouldn't be anything that the fans of the show would be looking at without one eye open. Like, okay, wait a minute, what's that? <laughs> Why are we doing that? 
I would totally be down for if they wanted to give Ken Schreiner some more screen time and really pumped up a Scotty and Ava kind of deal. I'd be down for that. I'd love to see more Scotty. Hmm. I don't know if I want to see more Scotty, but I definitely like watching Ava. She's very entertaining to me. I love whenever she's on the screen. Let's switch gears and talk about this whole Sunny Carly and Carly being pregnant thing. I mean, we know where this is heading. She's going to be in that trunk of Ryan's, and things are going to go bad for that <laughs> They're baby. They're going to go awry, but I'm just... But when that happens, if it happens, let's say if it does happen, I don't think Sonny going to be sad about that, because I don't think he wants this baby. He's already got enough kids. Uh, he got more kids with more baby mamas. I'm just saying. He, he's, he's like an OG from the hood. <laughs> Just saying, he like an OG from the hood with a multitude of baby mamas and different babies by different people. I'm just saying, but whenever they, whenever Carly is in his presence and they're discussing that baby, even when they were at the doctor's office, he just doesn't seem excited. He's always like, "Well, what do you want to do?" He's always asking Carly, "Well, what do you want to do?" Yeah, you know, instead of taking ownership for his feelings, he throws it back on her. It's like that passive aggressive kind of thing, which kind of annoys me. I mean. I have a feeling that the way the storyline seems like it's going to play out is that by the time that Sonny gets back in town, things have already going to fallen apart. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I do like. She, I mean, of course, that she tells Jason she's got to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I do like the, the Carly and Jason relationship and their mm-hmm. friendship. Yeah, I love that too. But I, I don't know. Maybe this is just part of the deal. But it kind of gets a little irritating for Carly's constant, or not constant, but every so often she needs that reassurance of Jason's like. You, She's insecure, though. Like, why? Like, how many? What more does Jason have to say or do? Like, he has proved a million times over that he is right there with Carly. This and, is true, but everybody—not me, or maybe me—but <laughs> everybody has that friend. Everybody has that one person in their life that, when things are good or when things are bad, there's that one person that you go to all the time, no matter what. And you might be getting on their nerves, but that's your person. Like, yeah. that's your person that you go to. And for Carly. Jason is her person. That's the person she goes to no matter what. The thing that does irritate me about Carly's relationship with Jason, though, is that a lot of times everything is all about her. And then when he's having a crisis, sometimes she has a tendency to dismiss it unless it has something to do with Sam. Yeah. Well, because, like, for this, it was uh, uh, Anna comes in and talks to Jason a little Mm -hmm. bit. And that's when you see Carly start to feel like those twinges of jealousy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I know you guys got really, really close. And it's like, why, Carly, relax. You know Jason is your guy. Why do you need – Why do you, when Carly gets in those moments and she feels like that, I was like, why do you feel like that? You don't need to. Maybe her, maybe her baby hormones are out of whack right now. Like, maybe. <laughs> we'll just, just put it on that. But that's, that's when Carly <laughs> irritates me and, or in those moments when she has to feel like you – know, where Jason has to say, no, you know you're you know, my best friend. Or like, oh, God, okay, whatever. Thanks, Carly. You know, so, uh, Chartreuse Owl, welcome Chartreuse Owl, um, said they could bring Ava back as another character. Hell, Ava <laughs> pretended to be Denise for months. More or less yes. can pull off whatever they give her. You right about that. Look, I look. I am not throwing shade on Mara West. I love me some Mara West. That is my girl. I love her playing Ava. I don't think anybody else. I think they've had somebody else play Ava on the show, but nobody's done it like her. Like, she... She gives Ava a whole nother level, a whole nother layer that is just deliciously deviant to watch. 
It'll be interesting because, I mean, there's certainly going to be stuff for Brent in the immediate aftermath of mm-hmm. everything coming out with Ryan. There's yeah. going to be a lot of meaty stuff for her to work with. But yeah. after that, once that kind of kind of wraps up, you're right. I'm yeah. very curious to see what they have next. Well, Dolores her. Leach says, so what if Ava went after the new shrink in town? That actually could be interesting. Because then her and Alexis would have, you know, she's yeah. had a thing with everybody in town except for, she hasn't had it out with Alexis just yet. Not like that. A little bit with Julian, where Julian was concerned, but not like full throttle. Yeah. If she goes after that new shrink, Alexis going to feel some kind of way and it's going to be shenanigans. It'll be consequences and repercussions for sure. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> I wonder how that would feel for, would Ava be willing to talk to another therapist or would she feel like, I just don't want to talk to a therapist right now because the last one was such a, you know. Look, she, when she realizes that the therapist that she was talking to was the, that looked exactly like the serial killer who was pretending to be the therapist that she was talking to, that she thought she was falling in love with and marrying, I'm sure homegirl will be open to anything that don't look like Kevin Kevin or Ryan (laughs) Chamberlain. I'm just saying. That's how I would be approaching that. I'd be like, yeah, I need to not see anything that looks closely resembling him ever again in life. Well, we get a little bit of uh, Alexis and the new shrink mm-hmm. chatting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of says like, oh yeah, maybe it's what you're seeing is a reflection of yourself. You want to see somebody that's... Da-. He asks Alexis, you know, how are you dangerous? I remember him saying that. And then the music was like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Because it truly went to a commercial after that. I was like, oh, y'all are doing me like that right now. She's dangerous because she's a Cassidine. <laughs> That's right. And she's killed a man. Thank you. And thank you. I'm here all week. Um, She's a Cassidine. You know, so she can walk around being saccharine sweet because she's got Christina and Molly and Sam as daughters. And she's trying to, you know, give this ruse of I'm the loving, caring mom. But at the end of the day, she's still a Cassidine. And Cassidines got shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. They all got shenanigans. Yeah, that's true. I'm curious to see where the storyline is going to go. Me too. Uh, so to, to get back to, to Jason, we mm-hmm. do have that Donna Day garbage. And we had from last week uh, how, I, I mean, when Shiloh kind of gets busts Jason because mm-hmm. he goes blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I love how everybody in Port Charles at some point goes blind when they need their eyesight the most. That's right. That is just killing me on a whole nother level. Uh, do you feel that uh, Jason was... Uh, and Sam did a good enough job to convince Shiloh that, hey, yeah, we're still broken up. Of course not. When he walked into that room and caught them kissing, Shiloh had to be a pure D fool not to know that something was up. Like, come on. He caught them full throttle, tonguing each other down, and then she slapped him to try to play it off. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. But they never looked back. She never turned around. <laughs> Jason and her just had that, that telepathic communication. Just, just the squeeze on the arm was enough. But they're going to get caught eventually because they keep, every time... They think there's nobody around. They try to squeeze in a kiss or a hug or something, like when they were on the docks and they were kissing around. He was like, here, let me help you, and then swung her around the corner and kissed her. I'm like, y'all going to get caught. Keep it up. Y'all going to get caught like somebody catching their kid that's a teenager in the room with a boy for the first time. It's going to happen, and you're going to feel real bad when that happens. Do you think that uh, – well, I mean, I feel like Christina buys into what Sam's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe – I mean, I felt like – I thought for sure that Shiloh. I mean, I was hoping that Sam would be smart enough to sell that Jason was a creep and he was following them when she when he shouldn't have been. Mm-mm. You don't. It's, no, I don't think. I'm I'm thinking not. All right. I, I'm thinking not, especially when his when the girl Harmony shows up. Yeah. And she's like, "Look, 
I don't, she's like, Jason is trouble. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jason is trouble. He's going to bring it down. And I'm not going to let you bring down the people or me with it. Whatever's going on, that is not, you, we're not going to let you bring that down. Which makes me think that is Shiloh going to do something to Harmony? Because he was not having that she showed up. Yeah. What are you doing here? Shouldn't you be in Beecher's Corners? <laughs> he was not having that. And she was like, look here. Let me holler at you for a second. <laughs> she, she didn't say it like that. But that look on her face was like, look, let me holler at you for Come on over here and let me holler at you for a second. Because I'm not feeling that Jason Morgan character. He about to mess some stuff up. I ain't going down like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess he feels like Shiloh feels as long as he keeps Sam close, he's going to be safe. Yeah, and I feel like there's a little teeny tiny bit of Sam that's falling for him just a little bit. You think? Yeah, because remember there's that moment where um, Carly and Jason are having that conversation, and she says, where's Sam? And he's like, oh, Shiloh almost caught us kissing, so, you know, we pretended like we had a fight. And Carly's like, so are you good with that? And then the camera just lingered on Jason's face with no explanation or no dialogue, which leads you to believe that, no, he's not okay with that. No, I mean... I, he just got her back, and now this Shiloh person shows up, and they're doing this whole, you know, doing their whole little, you know, P.I. investigative thing. Let me tell you something. On soap operas, it never ends well when you're pretending to do one thing, and then the lines get blurred, and it crosses over into something. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, it's... And, and Jason didn't really <laughs> have a say in this. It was Sam coming back and saying, Jason, we have to do this. He didn't really... It wasn't like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like he was, you know absolutely thrilled about doing it he he let her talk him into it because he loves her and now because he loves her he may lose her oh well again <laughs> great <laughs> uh so folks you know before we move on to our next topic we want to just say thank you for making us the espn tv talk but for us to continue to grow we're reaching out for your help there so if you're on youtube right now hit that uh, thumbs up button and if you're uh, and subscribe and if you're on itunes please give us that five star rating but no matter where you are leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation being part of AfterBuzz has so meant so much to the both of us <laughs> carla could spend hours telling you how much after buzz is meant to her uh <laughs> So, basically, thank you for supporting us and doing what we love. Uh, continue to watch and uh, enjoy our shows. We have a record 48 people watching us in the chat room right now. Yes. Got to give go. it up. Got to give it up, honey. They came for Carla. Yes. They have to tolerate me. <laughs> they did not come for me. They came they for did. both of us. They were in the chat room going, ooh, it's the Carla and Frank show. Yay. <laughs> yeah, they were. They truly were. What I kind of liked it this week was to see two uh, characters that have been uh, kind of more like people come. Are, are, I don't want to say I don't want to say selfish, but have been more focused on themselves. Understandably so. Uh, you say Drew and Nina. Yeah. That uh, you know, they, I mean, certainly Drew with going everything that's going on with Oscar, and then Nina with the whole Valentine kind of drama. They've been pretty much I don't want to say selfish, but thinking more of themselves because they do have issues going up. Uh, and have always had Curtis or Liz or uh, helping out and supporting. It was nice to see the tables turn. Yeah, it was to nice Nina to see Drew Nina come in. and be there for for Curtis as Jordan was, you know, getting that kidney taken out. And I was just like, wow, that's that must be hard for him. You know what? My bet, my favorite scene of the whole week was the scene where um, Aunt Stella went to Jordan's room and she was sitting by the bedside, admitting that she was being a butthead. Yeah. I kind of love that, but I really wish that Jordan was awake to hear it. Like, is she going to tell her that when she comes to? I hope so. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, I feel like those those so those bedtime scenes mm-hmm. or the hospital bed scenes are always bad. perfect for that mm-hmm. for that character to really let it out. So you so you always a viewer always know like 
she says that she's mad at her, but we knew deep down that she likes her. Yeah, well, we knew that. Yeah. And then I love the fact that Curtis just happened to overhear because he kind of knew all along that she had a soft spot in her heart. But and then I will say he looked. Uh, he's sitting there in the in the white. Uh, let me tell down. you something. I was fine. like, oh, he's <laughs> fine while he was more while he's like wondering about the you, future of his wife. You better be like he looked fine. I was like he's looking a little tasty, tasty right now. I'm like I might have to get in my car and go on over to Prospect Studios where they shoot General Hospital because of her. Uh, <clears throat> he was and he had the scruffiness. I was like, oh, okay, now there you go. I was like, oh, okay. It's well, mm. I just had to stop talking before my face turns. <laughs> my face and my nose going to turn red, and that's not going to be cute. It's uh, <laughs> My nose is already red, I feel. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like this, this accident that happened to Jordan would have to be bad enough to keep her incapacitated because she can't know about what's going on with Franco and the Ryan stuff. Yeah. But to have to lose one kidney and also be on needing a kidney transplant for the other one. Mm. Whew, I, I was surprised they went... I thought it was just going to be one of those, oh, she may have to lose the kidneys, but turns out, no, she's going to be fine at the end. Mm-hmm. But she's still incapacitated enough that she's not going to be able to help out with the Ryan stuff. And you know but, what else I loved about the whole kidney storyline is uh, when she was going through it, her son was having a moment, and Molly was kind of there for him, saying, you know, I always liked your mom. She was always cool to me, and, you know, you're strong like she is. Like, I love, because Molly's another one. Usually she'd be whining and crying about something, too. It was nice, again, to see the tables turn and see her be there for somebody else other than worrying about herself or her mom or whatever. Yeah. I will be curious to see how this Jordan situation plays out in terms of, like, her as a character dealing with this kind of medical condition that she would have now. It's going to be interesting because she's the the chief of police, so that's going to adversely affect, you know, how the PCPD is run and who's going to take over, Chase. Chase is like Keystone Cops all by himself. He really (laughs) is. Like, like I cannot with him. When he was going around constantly, have you heard from the mayor? Have you heard from the mayor? That's what I'm saying. Keystone (laughs) Cop all by himself. He's just like, I'm like, dude, you a police officer. Like, it's your job to figure out where somebody is when they missing. Like... I cannot with him. He's just, (laughs) he's a lot. When they they (laughs) go into Liz's place to get Franco, and did he say anything? What did he say? Like, oh, he said it was Ryan Chamberlain. He must be hallucinating from the loss of blood. And then then it just stays on chase as Liz leaves. And it's like, maybe it's a dead man. I cannot. I cannot. Kelly Public Cover was like, she was curious why Margot had a Dawn of Day book in her bag because she was talking to Shiloh over Sharon. That's why. She had a moment with Shiloh where she was oversharing about, and I I don't believe she mentioned any names, but it seemed like she was talking about how she had the flash drive of Drew and Jason about their identity and how she kept that from him and how she really liked him, but she screwed up and she just overshared. Like, I was like, girl, why are you telling a complete stranger all your business? Like, why are you doing that. Well, how is she to know that the person that she's sharing with also has uh, nefarious plans that uh, involve that individual not knowing their past? Yeah, it was oh, it was know. a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Dulamon yelled at me saying she is the commissioner. Dulamon, I know she the commissioner. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't be yelling at me in caps in the chat room. <laughs> she's the commissioner. He's like, she is the commissioner. Um, 
<laughs> so uh, we had Nina consoling Franco. Mm-hmm. Or uh, uh, Curtis, I'm sorry. But then we have Drew really being there for Liz, which I really like. Yeah. When he heard the news about Franco in the live stream, he came right over to console her. That was kind of nice. That was a nice moment, too. Yeah. And it, it really was. I did like them as they're going over the transcript of the interview, realizing mm-hmm. that, yeah, pushing down, that, like, that piece about pushing uh, uh, Drew down the stairs was like a false piece of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like, something's not... I love how everybody's finally coming around to something's not quite right about all of this. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And, and I love how Ryan tried to make it seem like... like He was like, oh, Franco shot me before he got away. Right, he shot you in your hand. Yeah, <laughs> he got coming. Yeah, coming it was a that, knife yeah. cut. That wasn't no... Really? Did we forget that you cut your hand with a knife? I cannot with that right there. I'm like, y'all is missing some details. It's kind of getting on my nerves. Getting on my nerves. Um, they were bringing up in the Julian brings up in the chat room among other people talking about Trina in the Oscar storyline. The little black girl yeah. that's on there. You know, she is the daughter of a friend of mine that was in Lion King with me. Oh, nice. Sonia. That's Sonia's daughter. She, um, Sonia, in one of my feeds on one of my social media platforms, was like, my daughter's going to be on General Hospital. I thought her daughter was going to be a day player. I didn't realize Homegirl was recurring. I'm like, well, all right. That's great. All right. And she's really good. Yeah, I mean, speaking of somebody that is not coming around to Franco, and that's Cameron. So he's sitting there. Cameron with, is, ha, he was on one. That scene where he goes in on his mother calling her stupid. Yeah. I'm like, dude, let me tell you something. If that was me talking to my mother, it wouldn't have matter what age I was. My mother would have hauled off and slapped my face into another century. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like straight up. Claudette don't play. She would have smacked me into another century. The fact that Elizabeth actually stood there and took that. Hmm. Yeah. She, she better than... Mm. Well, give it up for Drew. He tried to intercede as well. Uh, but Cameron's not having it, so he's hanging out with Oscar and Jocelyn Trina and Trina. And, mm-hmm. and they're planning this little getaway to Niagara Falls, which you know is not going to end well. No, because Ryan is headed there yeah. with Ava. So there you have that. We've talked about this car, this road trip too many times to think like it's going to end terribly. Yeah. I, I don't even know how I feel about all of that, to tell you the truth. Uh, because we know it's going to go bad for Oscar, for sure. No matter what happens, Oscar's going to be Something's going to happen, yeah. right. Something's going to happen with Oscar. He's going to have, you know, one of his episodes or whatever. I think I just think that's way too far for him to be going with some other kids. And I, I can't remember. If it, I think it was Carly who said she didn't feel good about them making that trip. Yeah. I don't feel good about them making that trip either. I'm like, somebody needs to put their foot down and put the kibosh on that. That does not need to happen. Well, I feel like Cameron is feeling so angry at Elizabeth. That He's he like, just, he wants to bounce. I'm just going to do it and who cares if she's mad at me because she's you know she's married a serial killer <laughs> so I can take this car <laughs> Ooh, that, let me tell you something I remember I was just telling somebody this the other day I remember when I was in high school my mother told me once that I didn't have a curfew and I said why because all my other friends had curfews they either had to be in at 10 or 12 and my mother said I trust that you have enough common sense to know when to come home so when I was a senior I didn't come home this one night after, like, some senior party, like, one of a million senior parties that they had at my high school in St. Louis. I came home this one morning, rather, at, like, 6 in the morning, and my mother was walking out the door to go to her job as a nurse. And she stood out on that front porch, and she just looked at me, and I was like, what? You said I didn't have a curfew? And she was like, and I also said that I trusted you to have enough common sense to know when to come home. I'm like... You said I didn't have a curfew. This is the one and only time I did it, and I'm the oldest. Really? 
She's like, she gave me no love. She gave me no eye contact. She went in her car and went to work and said nothing to me. And that is the worst thing a parent can ever do. Because I'd rather they say something and just let you have it than say nothing. But I say all of that to say that I had that Cameron moment with my mama, too. My mama had to go to work. Otherwise, she would have knocked me into the next millennium. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't have cared. Now, say you're Jocelyn, because Carly's already put the kibosh on this road trip, Mm -hmm. but did say, you know what, Sonny and I will drive you there. Right. And we could do that. If you were in Jocelyn's position, would you say yes to that option? Hell no. (laughs) No. Jocelyn, no. (laughs) She's trying to to have some me time with with Oscar. How are you going to do that with your parents lurking in the background? No, that's not going to happen. I, I would love to see just Sonny and Carly like hanging out in Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah. Oscar and Jocelyn running I around. I cannot. That is so not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so not going to happen. I just cannot. I cannot. Uh, now, speaking of, uh, of Sonny, he is mm-hmm. out of town. He is on the search for Dante. Mm-hmm. He's gone on his own. He's left Jason behind. Uh, he wants to do this on his own. We know that's not That's gonna not going to end well either. No. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Fra- uh, Robert's given us some information, so we're going to figure, I'm sure Robert's going to play some part in trying to save the day for that. Yeah. But what I did like is seeing uh, Robert and Peter's scenes were, Ooh, man, really yeah. butting heads. Yeah, the, it was. he was like, you're a liar. You didn't tell the truth. He just went in. He's like, yeah, eat your last meal before you go to jail. I was like, ooh, no. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, ooh, Robert, you're kind of salty. What's happening? Yeah, I was curious because the idea that they they wanted, Peter said they had information about patients one through five mm-hmm. since uh, Jason was patient number six. And so I thought, like, okay, Peter... I'm glad you can keep uh, keep up with the patient numbers, because I'm like, when they start talking patient number four, five, six, one, two, I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, who are, I don't understand. I can't keep up. But I thought every time after the revelation that Heinrich uh, was Peter... And everything that happened, like Peter was pretty much above board about how he was how he was interacting. If he said that, you know, uh, Griffin, I'm not going to say anybody that you had run a test, uh, you know, about my paternity before I, anything else. So, I, and he kept his word about mm-hmm, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when yep. he had told them back then that he had information about patients one through five, I thought it was going to be on the up and up mm-hmm. to have them this scene where they're there in the metro court with uh, Anna and Robert and Peter, and he's like, oh no, no, I lied about that. Like, oh, all right. It's kind of a yeah. bummer. Like, I felt like they just took the wind out of that whole storyline for a moment. Well, you know, they they kind of seem to do that with his storylines. They kind of bounce back and forth sometimes, depending on, like, remember how much they were bouncing back and forth between whether or not they were going to hook him up with Maxie or not? Yeah. A, with his storyline, there seems to be a lot of back uh, bouncing back and forth as to what to do with him now that that whole um, um, Heinrich Faison storyline has played out. So I think they're really grasping, because he's a great character and he's a really wonderful actor, Wes is, and I think the writers over at GH are really just trying to get a feel for what to do with him next. That's what it feels like. Yeah, because when you see Robert kind of say, like, (laughs) when you revert to form, uh, I want to make sure that my loved ones are away and so that the only one that's damaged by you imploding is yourself. Mm. And it made me think, like, wow, is that a direction where we're going to see Peter kind of crumble and kind of resort, resort back to more of his father's kind of tendencies? He might res- he might fall back into that because there was that one moment that he had with Robert where Robert came for him and he got hit that that icy cold look that he had on his face when he was, you know, 
tapped into that Heinrich Faison persona, mm-hmm. that persona kind of popped back, but it popped back with a little bit more verve this time. And then Robert was like, oh, there he is. There's Heinrich. And I'm like, ooh, he's going to provoke him to do something really crazy, I feel like. Yeah. I do like how Robert just really hates the guy. He can't stand him, but he's always he's always poking at him. He's always in, instigating um, some type of dialogue, some type of sentence to get him to pop off. He's he's just always goading him all the time. Because there was that distinction that he made between <coughs> him and Faison. It's like Faison was was upfront about who and what he was, but you you try to pretend to be something other than what you. He's really right are though. He's you right. Think so? Yeah, he's right. Like you. That DNA of Faison is very, very strong. It's very strong. You can't just ignore that. It's not going to just, as much as he, <laughs> it's like when people tell folk they have to pray the gay away, it's not going to go away. Like, you, if you have that in your DNA, you can't make it stop. You can't make it go away. You have to acknowledge it at some point or another. So eventually, I think it actually would be interesting because him walking around as puppy dog Peter, I can't take it. I can't take Puppy Dog Peter. I have to admit, like, as, as I enjoy Wes, and we've had him in, and he's a great person we have, and yeah. a great actor, as you said. But there are moments where I feel more uncomfortable watching him in those, like, puppy love scenes. Yeah, Puppy Dog Peter. I'm and just saying. Like, uh, all right. Yeah, I can't. Uh, and speaking of that, because they are doing this uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're doing this big thing. They've got <laughs> RoboCop. They've got RoboCop. <laughs> now is their new spokesperson, RoboColonel. But they did this big thing where they 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 took and I guess this was real. They took the seven you know the, the secret recipe, and they took it to this uh, this data storage site in uh, Sweden, Switzerland, one of the two. But they, mm-hmm. they they made a big deal to do that. But the whole time that I saw that little promo video about saying that they really did this, I kept on thinking you know the there's a hard copy. In Max's apartment, guys. Never forget that the colonel <laughs> stopped by and left, and left the secret him. recipe. Yes, he did. With Maxie. Yes, he did. Yes, that is always there. Just know when you see a scene in that apartment, the colonel's secret recipe is in that place. Always. Oh, my God. I love how they do those product plate product placements every once in a while. There was one that they did um, when Mickey was celebrating his 90th birthday party. They were planning a birthday party for one of the kids on the show. I can't remember which one. And there was a plug about, well, you know, Mickey turned 90. I'm like, mm, did y'all really have to do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes. You remember oh, that? Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Because I feel like there's got to be a point where if they continue the storyline with Peter and Maxie, they get together, probably going to move into a different place. You know? Uh, so you got to think, like, Maxie's going to be packing up her apartment. Realizing, I've got the Colonel's Secret Recipe. What am I supposed to do with this? She's not going to realize that. You know she's not. They are not going to come back to it like that. you got to, guys. You know they're not. (laughs) You know they're not. That is your secret wish. That is your secret wish. But it is not going to come true, my friend. I hate to break it to you. What if it became like one of those great GH (laughs) stories He's like, I'm just going to keep talking about it. (laughs) I'm going to pitch this. I mean, we've always had, you know, Luke and Laura, their summer adventures. Robert and uh, uh, Emma Emmett, uh, going off and doing their stuff. What uh, Robert and Holly, I'm sorry, not Emma Sams, but Holly, her character. Mm. What if they did Peter and Maxie, a big summer adventure where they're trying to protect the Colonel's Secret Recipe? I'm really not down for that. Come on now. No, I am, not, on. I am not down for them trying to protect a secret recipe of somebody that they barely know. No. Wait, Maxie and he were buddies. They, he, can't, he, he trusted her more than anybody else in the world to hold on to that secret recipe. <laughs> Somebody say some. Uh, I think it's C. Larcholi said, uh, the product placements. Love when the nurses' ball is sponsored and they have to mention the product nine times a show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh, that gave me a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> I got I got to take a little swig of liquid. Uh, it was. I will say this whole Ryan storyline. I'm glad to see that it's kind of ramping up towards a conclusion, at least you know, of a revelation that yeah, everybody knows that Ryan has been posing as Kevin. What I'm kind of bummed about is how marginalized uh, Mac and Felicia have been through this. Yeah, we haven't. We saw a lot of them in the beginning of it, and then they kind of disappeared for a moment, and then they resurfaced this past week. And Lulu's like, I called you. And he's like, yeah, I got the message. And he very cavalierly was like, yeah, I got the message. I'm like, dude, you didn't call her back? And then you're all like, where's your mother? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, and I love how, I love how nobody's really all that concerned at the fact that they haven't seen Laura for like, what, two weeks? Yep. Like, she's in a meeting for two weeks. Like, seriously, I cannot. I, I feel like the only one that's really concerned ultimately is Chase. Where's the mayor? Where's the mayor? <laughs> but yeah, we did get a great tweet. I think it was uh, Annie Goen uh, tweeted us saying, "Like, yeah, does anybody? It feels like uh, Felicia was more concerned about Laura. Yeah, not being she was. She was. She was more concerned about Laura not being around. The, the, even her own daughter. <laughs> Lulu's so busy trying to be the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist that she's not even paying attention. Really, uh, it's uh, it is shaping up to be an interesting kind of uh, climax of this. Yeah, I, there. Uh, I guess we have time to do uh, any news. other stories. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we covered all the storylines. Oh! There you go. And let me just say, WTR Swoops, I know it's been like 48 hours, but the storyline has played out on the soap for two weeks, so I'm very well aware of the timeline. So let me just verify (laughs) and clarify that. Continue, Frank. Well, uh, not so much any casting news. Uh, We're pretty much, you know, we've got some, uh, everything's doing okay right now, but in terms of just how potential storyline gossip there, the uh, it looks like Oscar's death is going to be happening. At least appears to be sooner rather than later, and that uh, Kim could be so devastated she could uh, fall into the the dawn of day kind of uh, clutches oh, of Shiloh. Oh, let's hope not. That Which, would be tragic. I mean, at least I would be happy with that because uh, otherwise, I feel like uh, once Oscar dies, Kim would be for how you could describe Ava. Like, what do you do next with that storyline? Yeah, with that character. Okay, all right, I could get with that. So and I mean from that, that perspective, yeah, and it does give reason for Drew to be more invested. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already invested enough with Sam mm-hmm. being involved in this, but if Kim's also involved too, that's another reason for him to get really invested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would like to see a really good old fashioned team up between Jason and Drew. They seem to be pretty. They seem cordial. to be pretty friendly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But to see them actually doing something together and uh, would be cool. I think. Yeah, I would enjoy that because I like those two actors. I would enjoy that because I feel like I don't know. I, it's tough to see how either one of them feel about the other having a brother. You never really, I mean, you know, they kind of the, gloss over it. They don't really, they haven't really full on, full throttle addressed it. Yeah. Like they address it for a minute and then they go off to something else. Because you've never seen them just <laughs> hang out, and I don't know if they maybe they neither of them are very interested in just hanging out. But I they, would think not. Yeah, I mean, they, especially since he's with the woman that he has a kid with. So, like, I'm just saying. Well, it's true. It doesn't help that he has Jason's memories of their time together with Sam. Exactly. So, so. I'm just saying. There, there's all that going yeah. on. Uh, ultimately, I mean, we know that this flash drive exists. Do you think there's a part of me that's like, you know, as much as uh, Drew uh, wants to preserve the memories of Oscar, is the pain of losing him so much that he's willing to try to attempt to have his original memories restored to ease that pain? I don't know. That's a good question. <clears throat> I honestly don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I That was just a thought that popped in my head. It's like, well, I don't know if that would, it's, would he still want to at least have those memories, even if they were a brief time or the pain of losing his son. So, so that he was in his life so briefly was like, 
I just want to forget right now and just. I think it's going to depend largely on what happens with Kim. Like if Kim does the Donna Day thing, then he might contemplate that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I mean, I I feel like with soaps, I mean, even though they're saying like, oh, this could erase your other memories, eh, I feel like they'll tweak it enough where it's like, oh no, you've got all your memories still. That's great. The whole thing is just mind-boggling to me, actually. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll get ready to wrap the show. We'll see, uh, Carla, do you have any quick predictions about where you think these storylines might be heading? After Buzz Ooh. TV predictions. I kind of want to see. I'm very curious to see who the person is that's going to find out that Ryan has been masquerading as Kevin. Like, it's going to be, you know, the reveal is going to come down to one single solitary person figuring it out, even though there's all these people that are allude, that are alluding to the fact that something's not quite right. It's literally going to be one person that gets it. And I can't wait to see who that one person is going to be. I feel like Ryan gets so frustrated that nobody identifies him as Ryan <laughs> because everybody in the world thinks you've been dead for like 25 right, years. Right. But but before we before we go into that, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that I love the scene in the, the jail in the in Ferncliff where he was so incredibly offended that Franco was taking credit for his work. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. It's so narcissistic. I was like, I kind of love the scene right now for all the wrong reasons, but <laughs> it's good. I have to I mean I'm glad where it where it paid off, but I was part of me was enjoying that part where Franco was just really ticked at him because he thought he was Kevin and just using that to fuel him to like, oh, no, no, I did him. I did him. You know, what do you do? I was hoping that was going to play out a little bit longer because mm. I'd love seeing Franco just like being so mm. anger and, and like serial killerish towards uh, towards Ryan. Yeah. I Yeah. I just I want to find out who the one person is, because at this point, it literally could be anybody. I just want to figure out who the one person is that's going to that's going to peep it. And is everybody going? <laughs> is everybody in Port Charles going to end up in Niagara Falls? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I feel like Laura's got to escape. Laura and Kevin got to escape from that room this week. They got to figure some way out. Well, Kevin's blind, so yeah. I mean, I feel like Laura. There's got to be some kind of access tunnel or something that, that Ryan didn't realize that Laura can try to crawl through to save. Laura will figure it out. She has been in, in worse jams than this with Luke, so I'm sure she'll figure it out. Yeah. She's a resourceful woman, that Laura. She's uh, she's former Collins. Yes, she is. <laughs> she's that chick. That's right. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Uh, we reunited, and it felt so good to be able to do this with Carla. <laughs> As always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Carla, I appreciated all your thoughts and comments, even when you shouted her out about Jordan being the police commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to stay in touch with us even after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? You guys can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me over at BHL every Sunday right before the GH Report at 5 o'clock with The Curvy Film Critic with Carla Renata. Come find out about some movies, y'all. I yes. know y'all love GH, but find out about some movies. And, of course, you can always find me here with Frank every Sunday at 6. There you go. The, the least favorite part of our week. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, folks, at Abigail Jackie. Folks, we'll see you back here next Sunday night for an all-new episode of the GAH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later! <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.